The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, as always, and we are still in video game week here at SB Nation, which is one of the many theme weeks that we have during the offseason, opportunities to have fun discussions about things that are not just strictly sports, but also finding ways to relate things to sports. If you recall, previously we did Marvel Week, where we had some fun and tried to do a fantasy draft for Marvel superheroes onto a fantasy team. That was a really fun episode, and we had a lot of people that really enjoyed the creativity involved with that. And Chris was honestly the one who spearheaded that idea. And Chris, yet again, is spearheading another fun, creative idea this week that is going to be a little bit off from what we typically talk about. So we're trying to have some fun, just trying to play along with the... Or not trying, we are playing along with the video game week and having a bit of a fun discussion because Chris and I both play video games. We both enjoy them. Um, And if you're into that kind of stuff, feel free to tune in and continue listening along to get a sense of what we're thinking. But today's show, what we wanted to do and uh, what Chris's really good idea was, was to talk about role-playing game classes and then pick Giants players that would fit under each specific class and who you would want to be in that role in your squad. Before we get into that, though, Chris, I think it would be interesting for us to kind of have a conversation to talk about what we think about video games, why we play them, and what type of games we play. So, Chris, I think you play—you probably play just as much as me, but I think you've got a little bit different of a, a, a catalog, if you will, of games that you like to play. Yeah, you know, I, it's kind of weird, you know, considering what we do, but I actually don't play sports games, like, hardly at all. The last one I played for really any amount of time was uh, NBA Jam back on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, since then, I, I've played pretty much everything else, you know, racing games, uh, first-person shooters, strategy games. Obviously, since I came up with this idea of RPGs, you know, role-playing games, and yeah, I'll, I'll play just about anything. And I really just like a, a good game that will kind of let me enjoy myself while wasting some time. <laughs> Yeah, I've always kind of looked at, at video games as a good way to, when you're working and, and, and doing a lot of different things throughout the day, which 
now that I'm done with school, it's working out and then straight doing audio work, writing an article here and there, doing social media work. I always look at it as a good way to take a good break, distract myself for 30 minutes. Um, I'm a little bit different than I think most people when it comes to trying to distract themselves from work, which is, or or just trying to take a break in general. I know a lot of people, the typical way is like, all right, I'm gonna get all my work done by this time and then I'll take the rest of the night off. I'm a little bit odd where I'll work for two, three hours straight. I'll take a 30, 40 minute break. I'll play a quick game of Madden or something along those lines and then I'll get right back to it. My my work sometimes takes me longer than it should, but I find that the, you know, the best way to pace myself um, when it comes to getting work done so I don't get burned out really quickly. But in terms of the games I like to play, I, I'm, I'm probably, I am honestly a lot more into sports games than you are, Chris. I play a lot of Madden. I think that's right now what I'm really hooked on is playing a ton of Madden. I do play 2K, but I, I am still very um, interested in playing games like Call of Duty, Warzone. I used to play a lot of Division with uh, my brother and his friends, Halo, any any of those types of shooting games I used to be very into when I was in high school, but just don't have the uh, same group of people to play with as I used to. Yeah, and and that's a that's kind of a big thing I find. Like I'm lucky; I've got a really good friend from college, and we wind up playing co op just about every night. Now that's kind of how I decompress and strangely enough unplug at the end of the day. Uh, you know, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands. We started playing Borderlands 2 and now we're picked up Borderlands 3 when that came out back in September and we play a lot of that uh also play a similar style game uh Warframe which is a free to play game which is fun cuz you know if as long as you're patient you don't have to pay for anything which you know as a professor of mine said back in college you can't beat free and also play you know a fair amount of other games you know like the Marvel Spider-Man game. I just love the web swinging mechanics in that. It's just the feeling of freedom is great. Also big fan of the Arkham games, you know, Arkham Knight, uh, Batman, Arkham Asylum, Arkham city. They're just a lot of fun with the combination of stealth and also just, you know, beating up criminals, which, you know, who doesn't love that? Now, folks, if you're tuning in and you're also as interested in video games as, as we are, or maybe you're just trying to you're listening along and, and seeing what this conversation is going to be like. But if you're in, into video games, feel free to tweet at either of us. We love to have a conversation with our listeners. Um, we know that not every reoccurring listener on the show is probably going to be as adamant about playing games as, as we are. Um, because the demographic of our listeners is probably not around the same age as, as you and I, Chris. But hey, if, you, if you're into video games, feel free to tweet at us at Joe DeLeon and at RaptorMKII. Let's have a conversation. I love talking to our listeners about various things. I've had a, a number of, of listeners DM me, post, uh, post a couple of shows, especially the Marvel ones. So uh, again, feel free to reach out to us and regarding some of that stuff, because again, it's a fun conversation, something that's a little bit different from talking about straight football, but we're still going to manage to find ways to relate back to football on today's episode. We are, like I said, going to be breaking down all the role-playing game classes and then picking specific Giants players that we think fit that mold perfectly and the guy that we would want to fill that role on our squad, on our team. We're going to get to that very shortly, but before we hit on that, though, we're going to take a really quick commercial break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 
Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We've got five classes that we are going to break down here today, Chris. Five that you've given us amazing uh, description and details on. And the five that we do have are fighter, tank, ranger, rogue, and mage. Those are are those typically the um, the reoccurring type classes in RPG games, or is that uh, specific to any game? Is that just is that like always a consistent group of of type of classes? Yeah, they get different developers, different writers kind of, they, they obviously take their liberties with them. But usually when you get characters or jobs to choose from, you've got a, a fighter, a warrior, a knight, something like that. You've got a character or class that really excels at just soaking up damage and having really high defense, usually some way to draw aggro from other, from the whatever baddies you have to take down, you know, that guy's your tank rangers, you know, guys, usually like some kind of elf or maybe like a sniper class or a hunter class, things like that. The rogue, the sneaky guys that use stealth. Some, some of them even like to go invisible. And then the mage, you know, obviously long range spell casters or even a character that uses basically a, technology that might as well be magic to attack from range you know guys that are really smart but generally you don't want them taking a hit so starting off i went with fighter first and i actually went for a a subclass of fighter the paladin the kind of holy warrior the guy who's always on the side of right and for that i went with uh saquon barkley because you know fighters are really versatile they're good at close combat and they're usually your most effective frontline fighter or frontline warrior you know like uh knights paladins that sort of thing and barkley is really versatile he is capable of doing a lot of damage very quickly and like the paladin he always seems to say the right things and he has the ability to perform miracles and cure <laughs> the offense of his of its ills so I'm drawing upon for for my reference to these classes the the most relevant RPG game that I've played um, is has to be Destiny. I've played both Destiny games. I played the most recent one a ton. I think that's probably one of the more popular recent ones that's on every single console. Um, and it also for a period of time it was also free. But if I'm if I'm going for a fighter, if I want to go a little bit off of from Saquon Barkley, I'm going to go with I think one of my favorite guys on this Giants team that is extremely underrated. 
that being Lorenzo Carter. And when you talk about, you know, being a fighter, being, uh, I kind of think of it as being a fluid athlete and also being able to do multiple things at a quality level, not particularly elite at one specific thing as I think some of these other categories are. And that's why I, I want to go with Lorenzo Carter. I think that the Giants weren't really using him the way that he, he could have been used uh, because they were pigeonholing him as a pass rusher in the past few years under Pat Shermer. But I think what we're going to see now from Lorenzo Carter is that versatile skill attack set where he can brush the passer, he can blitz, he can drop back, he can do all of those things and be a pivotal piece, almost a not a focal point, but be a pivotal player in a in a defense that's that's making a lot of big moves. Chris, the next class that we have is our tank, which like you said is usually the big guy that that takes on all the hits, tries to distract the uh, onslaught of enemies coming at you allowing everyone to operate and and do their own thing without getting taken down very easily. Who who would you go for for a tank? You know, n- no surprise here for our regular listeners, but uh, I have to say Dalvin Tomlinson. I am an admitted fan of his. When it comes to taking on multiple opponents and allowing the guys around him to act freely, there really isn't anyone better at that on this squad than Tomlinson. ESPN had him as the most frequently double-teamed defensive lineman the Giants had. But even a, even so, he was still their best pass-rushing defensive tackle. You know, he had their highest pass-rush uh, sorry, he had their highest pass-rush win pass-rush win rate. They need to come up with a better name for that stat. So, yeah, he isn't as big or powerful as Dexter Lawrence, but his technique, his leverage that really does allow him to take on multiple blockers and hopefully free up linebackers or other defensive linemen to go do their thing. You mentioned the guy that I want to pick for this tank, and I'm strictly going off of the fact that he is the biggest man on the Giants defense, Dexter Lawrence. He is a, he might not be a traditional space eater. He might not be the you know the typical guy that you just put out there to take on blocks, almost like what the Giants do with with Dalvin Tomlinson and what Dalvin Tomlinson's role is. But if we're just going off the fact that I know that he's big enough to take on um, a lot of force, he can take on double teams and he can also be aggressive and be on the attack. I think that's what makes a good tank better than just an average tank. He can go and make plays. He can get sacks. He can get tackles for losses because he is not only I cannon fodder is the worst word to use, but he's not only cannon fodder, but he's also an aggressor uh, because of how smart and and um, skilled he is as a playmaker. Christopher Ranger, which you mentioned, is the long range specialist, a guy that likes to use speed to do damage rather than them being aggressive and um, attacking. And using force like a tank, who who would your ranger be? I actually have a feeling we might wind up picking the same guy for this one. I went with Darius Slayton. You know, he is the Giants' fastest offensive player. He is their really kind of only deep threat right now. Hopefully that changes. Hopefully they get Evan Ingram in there. But you know, he is the guy they go to for chunk plays. He gets targeted down the field, and he has the ability to just run past any cornerback that isn't paying attention or doesn't take him seriously. That being said, he's also not great in close quarters. He isn't great at getting separation out of his breaks and 
really making defenders miss in a phone booth. When it comes to a guy who just is best from range and is best at doing a lot of damage quickly, for me, that's Slayton. Chris, you were right. I did end up having the same guy as you, and I wasn't going to try and scramble to come up with someone else, but uh, Darius Slayton, for me, makes a lot of sense here off of the the pretense of using speed and skill, and I like that analogy that you made of how he's not really good in close quarters. He doesn't really handle press well, but what he is good at is creating separation, finding space, and killing defenses from way past cornerbacks and safeties that's how he's going to kill you is from a long distance away from any opposing defenders rather than trying to beat you up front and in your face on to our next category in class the rogue stealth being uh wily and also using intelligence to be the primary weapon who would you, who would be your rogue i'm gonna stay in the receiver position and go with sterling shepherd he isn't a real he can attack deep but he is really at his best using his route running using his football IQ to get lost in defenses find the voids and hit defenses where they are weak and also keep the offense moving a lot of times uh rogue classes have lockpick skills where they can unlock a chest or pick a lock to a door to keep, that was blocking your party's path or something like that. Well, Shepard can pick apart a defense and he can keep the drive alive. He can pick up those tough third downs and pick up those tough first downs on a tricky third down. And he is just very, very good at finding that open space, finding those voids in zone coverage and working the middle part of the field. I'm going to end up going with a guy that was not on the Giants last year, but I think fits perfectly under this category and trait of stealth, which is Dion Lewis. And my, my logic for that, I was trying to think of someone who I think can sneak past defenses. And one thing that you hear from defenders talking about having to deal with smaller running backs, which is what Dion Lewis is, he's a shorter running back, is that it's very easy to lose them behind the line of scrimmage. If there's enough commotion going on behind there, if there's pulling, things like that, you're not really going to notice him squeaking through a hole. Same thing goes for the reason why he's a good receiver, is that you're not really going to notice where he is uh, when he breaks off for a screen or runs a, a swing pattern or even a wheel route. You might not particularly notice him because he's on the smaller side. He's shifty. He's quick. That level of stealth and being able to go unrecognized um, almost falling off the radar, if you will, of defenders. That, I think, makes him the perfect rogue in this situation. He's an assassin. He is a, a playmaker in specific instances, which is sneaking past guys, finding space, and then burning opposing defenses. Chris, our last category on here is the mage, which is a, a magical character that is... And the, the thing that you quoted here is that they're, they're not really designed to take a lot of hits they're probably one of the weaker classes on this list but they're extremely powerful when operating uh from from further distances and using their intelligence so who, who are you going for with a mage here yeah i am actually going to drag eli manning out of retirement oh for this man role. Hmm? i said oh man oh yeah <laughs> well if you can think of a guy who on more than one occasion, was able to work magic, who 
can attack down the field, get the ball down the field, and especially in his prime, was really one of the best in the league at it. But also a guy who we'll say he was not an intimidating physical specimen. (laughs) You know, he, I wouldn't, you definitely couldn't call Eli frail, but I also don't think too many defenses were particularly scared of him as an athlete. (laughs) You know, usually if Eli Manning was running the ball, something had gone very, very wrong. That being said, we saw again and again and again how he could really work magic in the fourth quarter. And also, mages tend to kind of be, especially in more kind of classic RPGs, they tend to be on the older side. So rather than going with, say, Alex Tanny or Colt McCoy, I decided to drag Eli out of his tower from where he was obviously, you know, studying ancient grimoires and live-tweeting Peyton's golf matches. In order to keep the uh, this position on the current Giants roster and just to have a little bit of discourse with you here, Chris, I wanted to go with Daniel Jones. It had to be a quarterback. I think that we couldn't not pick a quarterback for this situation. It just wouldn't make any sense for it to be anyone else because it's the one position that does rely the most on intelligence. You can't get away with playing that position and not being smart um, and, and knowing everything that's going on around you. But the other thing, too, is being able to be powerful from a distance. So that means throwing deep bombs, throwing the ball and giving it to your playmakers, being intelligent enough to know those those matchups where you can get the ball into spaces where you're going to make a big play. And I think Daniel Jones is on pace for that. And while I think that Eli Manning pick is a good one, I just want to I want to include the fact that Daniel Jones, I think, should definitely be in this conversation because he has shown us what he's capable of doing from a distance, fitting the ball into really tight windows and completely killing uh, opposing defenses by creating these splash plays. The only thing I will say that might disqualify him a little bit is that he's not particularly frail, but we all we do know that that Daniel Jones can kill you with his legs, unlike what Eli Manning can do or could do. Yeah, and I, I thought about that, I, but... Also, you know, one of the traits of mages is that they tend to be, you know, really well studied in their magic. And, you know, right now, Jones is still learning. He is still, to completely mix metaphors, he's kind of still in Hogwarts. He hasn't graduated from wizard school yet. So maybe in a year or two, he will be there. But right now, I think I just would rather go for the guy who already has just complete mastery of the concepts. All right, folks, that is going to be it from us here on our second and last video game week podcast. Thank you for tuning in on this Friday. If you enjoyed this show, uh, again, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter at Joe DeLeon and at Raptor MKII and have a conversation with us about the video games that you like to play and also maybe even some of the guys that you think should have been considered for some of these classes and roles that we discussed I am not sure what SB Nation has lined up for additional theme weeks, but if if there is more throughout this summer and off season, we will certainly have some fun and hit on those themes as well, doing similar types of content. Also, folks, if you're a reoccurring listener and you really enjoy the show, be sure to rate and subscribe. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, If you really like the show, be sure to go and give us a good good rating and, and give us some feedback to help us understand what you like about the show 
That positive feedback goes a long way with helping us improve and focus on the very specific things that, that you guys really, really like. Um, also follow us on social media at Big Blue View. Next week, we're going to get back to our normal swing of things, continuing on to our next position group, which will be the tight ends. 